This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As of today, masks are mandatory on the TTC, and by next week, they will be required in other public places where social distancing is difficult. There's a $195 fine attached to this bylaw, but the TTC says they will be relying on education rather than enforcement. Meanwhile, ridership on streetcars and subways remains at, get this, 18% of pre-pandemic levels. That's Less than a fifth, though bus routes have reached about 37%. So will the mandatory masks make people feel safer? Would you or do you feel safe on the TTC now that people are wearing masks, or at least some of them are? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And now we are going to TTC spokesperson, Stuart Green, City Councillor Brad Bradford and a member, uh, and Sheila Pisey Allen, who is Executive Director of TTC Riders. Hi, all. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Libby. Let's Hi. start with Stuart. So uh, you're going to be educating, not enforcement. And what I found very interesting this morning, the mayor was saying, people on the TTC don't enforce other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, Libby, you know, I was out at the event this morning, and uh, and and we had a hard time giving the masks away because so many people are already wearing them, which is great. Uh, the message is getting out there, and and really, uh, you know, this the, the the immediate term for us is about uh, is about education, not enforcement. Uh, we want to get the word out there. We've got campaigns going out throughout the system. We've got uh, an advertising campaign in eleven different languages just to make sure people are aware of of the need to wear a mask. Uh, and and we think people will will adhere to that. We know compliance in other cities around ninety percent when when made mandatory without strict enforcement. So that's really what our hope and our, our expectation is. So your target is ninety percent. Uh, well, our target's 100% of anyone who can. There are some who shouldn't wear masks because of medical reasons. Children under two, for example, shouldn't wear them. Uh, there are people who cannot put on and take off masks. They will be exempt. There will be exemptions, and we would ask people, you know, to have some respect for people who aren't wearing masks because maybe there's a good reason that they can't. Uh, 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 Brad Bradford, would you be worried if people on the TTC start talking to uh, trash-talking other people saying, why aren't you wearing a mask? Is that a concern? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that we're, we're looking for any sort of conflict and uh, nobody needs to, to be a hero out there taking on uh, someone who doesn't uh, wear a mask. And as, as Stuart said, there are reasons why folks can't wear a mask or it doesn't make sense to wear a mask. But generally speaking, uh, you know, there's a growing body of scientific evidence out there now that suggests that masks are a really inexpensive, um, non-invasive measure to help control the spread of COVID-19. And uh, as we take steps at the commission at the TTC to help restore consumer confidence, get folks back to transit, um, this is one of the measures that we need to, uh, to implement. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited that we're moving forward with it today. Okay. And Sheila Pisey-Allen, do you feel safer on the TTC because of this? 
Yeah, um, I think uh, it's important, you know, masks and face coverings are an important way we can keep each other safe while riding transit. It's important to note that we're not just talking about masks. A face covering can be a bandana, a scarf, fabric, um, and the TTC is taking the right approach by distributing masks um, and not fines and making it uh, making information available to people. They're distributing a million masks and that's the right approach rather than policing riders um, and issuing fines for people because there are barriers to accessing masks and face coverings. There's a cost barrier. And then for people living in the suburbs, they may need to take a bus to access um, affordable shopping to, to purchase masks. Have you been on the TTC lately? Yes. When was the last time? Uh, the last time was a couple of days ago, and I, you know, I agree with um, what Stuart Green mentioned that people are wearing masks, um, but you know, some people aren't, and I think it is important that people know that not everyone can wear a mask due to invisible medical conditions. Um, so, you know, I think that the right approach is distributing masks and face coverings and making the information available because we don't want to see more policing on the TTC. We don't want to see conflict between riders, riders and operators or fair inspectors. Stuart Green, so tell me a bit more about what it was like this morning. Uh, well, so we were at Kennedy Station in Scarborough, which is a busy East End hub. A lot of bus uh, and the uh, Scarborough Tico is in there. So, um, you know, what we saw were, were, were a number of people who had their own masks. Some had medical masks. Some had, you know, very fancy masks with like bacon and eggs and other graphics on them, which is great. So, so people have really embraced this um, uh, as, a, as, a, as a, a thing to do to keep others safe, not, not so much for themselves. And, and um, you know, we do have a million that we're giving away. Um, and, and, you know, it may take us a while to give all those away. We may never give them all away because uh, so many people are, are taking it upon themselves to wear, the, to wear a face covering. So um, that, that's really our experience so far. We've, uh, we've been distributing masks since Monday, and uh, we've given away probably about six to 8,000 per day. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's going well, but um, we'll, uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. And, and as, as I say, I mean, our, our objective here is not to start finding people and ticketing people. Uh, we, we just want to, we want to just educate people on why it's a good idea to wear a face covering. Uh, and you said busy. Was it in fact busy? I mean, the numbers that we're seeing are, are uh, minuscule, 18% of pre-pandemic ridership. Right, that 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 would be a number on say streetcar and subway bus bus ridership right now is up thirty seven percent, almost forty five percent last weekend. Um, bus is where we face our biggest challenges. It's the it's the it, there are smallest vehicles, they're the closest quarters for people, um, and 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 that's where a lot of people you know most people ride the GTC is on a bus. So that's why it's important for everyone to wear a face covering. We've also got all door boarding we've brought back today, uh, which allows a, a bit more freedom of movement as well. Uh, yeah, but uh, so what I'm asking is. Was it busy this morning? Do you have numbers from all three, all three uh, modes of transportation? The, this morning was not was not exceptionally busy, uh, only because it's uh, it's right after a holiday. So typically, people sort of take the rest of this week off. But but the numbers are consistent. They are we're now seeing around uh, twenty to twenty two percent across the system every day. Uh, and uh, do you have projections about how it's? You hope it goes up from there. Uh, our projections are based on the on the phases of the reopening. For example, when we when the stage two reopening occurred uh, last week, we saw a jump in ridership. Uh, we expect that to continue throughout the summer as people start using the TGC for more discretionary purposes, which is great, uh, and they'll do so in a safe manner. Our next real marker will be September. If schools reopen and people start going back to work in September, that will really be another significant jump for us. 
Okay, let's hear from Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Hi, Libby. I just want to say that I've I've always felt safe on the the TTC. Uh, even at the beginning of the, the crisis, I wore I wore a mask, and uh, as I see almost everybody else on on the buses does. And and there's lots of social distancing too. So uh, occasionally uh, somebody will will just stand too close to a, a seat that I'm at, or or if they're, if they're standing, or or too close to the door. Um, that I don't like. But otherwise. Uh, it's been okay, and the subways have lots of room, subway cars. Okay. Oh. Thanks for that, Rudy. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Uh, Brad Bradford, when was the last time you were on the TTC? I'm on the TTC probably once a week for, for different trips, but I am out on the on the streets, and, you know, I'm in the Danforth uh, main area. And we obviously have streetcars coming up and down Gerard Main Station. And, uh, you know, I do see, a, you know, as, as Stuart was suggesting, uh, I see a lot of folks who are already wearing masks. It's, it's just anecdotal perspective from, from my view. But uh, a lot of folks are, are already wearing masks on the TTC. And as Rudy was just saying, I think, you know, there is this self-accountability. Uh, folks are trying to, to keep themselves safe. They're trying to keep others safe. And, you know, the TTC, whether we're talking about sanitization, the cleaning of vehicles, um, you know, adding buses to surface transit when we need to reduce crowding on some of those busy surface transit lines. There's been a lot of steps that have been taken to help uh, help restore that consumer confidence. And we have a long way to go. Um, but I think it's absolutely right as we look at the phasing reopening of the economy. Uh, transit is essential for people to get around this, around the city. So we do have to do everything that we can to make it safe. Uh, you know, and there's a, a personal accountability from, from riders as well uh, to do their part. And, and the masks are a big piece of that. Sheila, what else has to happen to give riders confidence? Well, the biggest thing that needs to happen is that we need to increase service levels. So right now, the TTC is only running about 85 percent of service. And what needs to happen to increase it is emergency and long-term funding from Premier Doug Ford and from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So, you know, we you mentioned that ridership is lower on streetcars. Well, on buses, people have been reporting crowding throughout the pandemic, and it's it's happening in areas that have been the hardest hit by COVID nineteen, where people are more likely to be poor, racialized. You know, the TTC has produced crowding heat maps that show some of the most crowded routes have been the Jane Bus, Finch West, one hundred two Markham, Eglinton East. Uh, and something the TTC is considering that we're really supportive of is fast-tracking bus-only lanes, which would mean buses can travel faster and then be less crowded. Um, and more, but to put more buses on the road, which we really need to see, we need emergency transit funding so that the TTC can run as much service as possible to reduce crowding on buses. Okay, well, you know, that might be happening in crowded areas, but I can tell you that uh, the areas that I'm close to, what I see much more often, are literally three and four empty streetcars in a row. Um, Brad? Yeah, no, I, I think she was absolutely right. Like, uh, the impacts of this pandemic have have not been felt universally the same. Um, you look at different parts of the city, uh, you know, the northwest and northeast. Uh, these are essential home to essential workers, and we we all think of medical professionals, folks showing up at the hospital. But if you're in food manufacturing or processing, work from home is not an option for you. So these folks have been working hard, showing up every day. Uh, for many of those trips, they're taking transit, and we also see correlations with higher COVID-19 infection rates in, in these parts of the city. 
And it's precisely where we, we rely on bus surface transit for those trips. And that's where we're seeing issues with crowding. Uh, that's where we're seeing the highest ridership numbers that uh, have been maintained throughout the pandemic. So, you know, I moved a motion at uh, TTC to to come back with a strategy to accelerate uh, bus priority in these neighborhoods that have been hit particularly hard. And remember, like, you know, the buses do a lot of heavy lifting for, for TTC. 50% of all trips, uh, you know, are on bus. 70% of trips include a bus. So, you know, we need to respond by improving frequency, improving the service and the reliability, reducing the crowding and bus priority lanes, uh, per- precisely where Sheila had mentioned, those parts of the city where those trips are still high. That's going to be an important part of that. And we're hoping to have that come back to TTC and move forward with that in an expedited way this fall, uh, aligning with phase three and as folks go back to school to make sure that, again, we can restore consumer confidence and, and provide safe travel on the TTC for all of those trips. And Stuart, again, I mean, doesn't it make sense to shift rather than add, to shift from uh, there are a lot of places, a lot of people are reporting lots of empty streetcars uh, and some buses, uh, and you have in those areas where you have crowded, I mean, crowds, so isn't, doesn't it make sense to shift? Yeah, absolutely, and that's what we're doing. Um, I mean, you know, Sheila's quite right that we need to put service where it's needed, uh, and that's exactly what we've been doing. You know, we have uh, in our last what's called a board period, which is a schedule period, uh, we had about 140 extra buses available to, to, uh, to deploy as needed uh, when, when routes got busy. So, for example, on a route like, uh, like a Jane Street, um, you know, we would have more service on Jane uh, now than we do uh, under normal circumstances because we know where the busy routes are. Streetcars is a bit trickier only because there's only so many places streetcars can go. Um, but certainly where we're able to deploy extra bus service, and, and as, as Council Bradford points out, he, he's also a member of our board, uh, and, and he knows the system well. So uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the buses do move far more people, and they have consistently moved a lot more people during this pandemic uh, than any other mode. Um, and, and, and we know from serving those people, who they are and why they're traveling. And they are people going to essential jobs and essential services or going out for groceries or things that they need to do and they don't have any other way around. So, you know, we've made a commitment to those people to keep service running and to put extra service out so that we can minimize crowding where possible. And that, that's what we've been doing. Okay, Gail in Toronto. Hello, Gail. Hello. I just wanted to let you know that I haven't used the TTC only once uh, from March 15th. And I don't intend to go back on now because I have breathing problems, but I don't want to avoid the trash, trash talk from other people. So I will, I, I'll be walking a lot more than later on. I am a senior, but I will be walking anyway. Okay, well, walking is healthy. Uh, thanks for that, Gail. Right. Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. Hi. I would feel safer if everybody could test whether they had symptoms or not, because I learned the other day, 48 to 50% of people that are spreading this don't have symptoms. Yeah, or it's before they have symptoms. So, um, what, you need a positive test, uh, a negative test before you get on the TTC? Well, everybody, period, whether they're on the TTC or not, because um, that's the way we can crush this. Yeah, well, they are ramping up testing, but um, so um, I think basically what you're saying is that you're not comfortable taking public transit. Well, I won't be doing. I, I won't be going anywhere. 
until I see single digits in Ontario. That's going to be a long time. My friend said, are you just going to stay in your apartment and go walking once a day? I said, yep, that's what I'm going to do because I just do not want to get into it and I'm taking every precaution that I can. Okay, well, stay safe. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. You too. Okay, so I think uh, what what we're seeing, what we're hearing is that people who have to take the TTC are doing so, but for people who have a little bit of an option, it, it's going to be a tough slog to get them back. So in the, in the few, uh, very short period of time we have left, uh, why don't you address that, Stuart? Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons that we, we made face coverings mandatory now is is for exactly that reason, that... Um, you know, there are people who need to ride the system. Uh, it's, a, it's going to be a busy system as people come back, and uh, physical distancing will not be possible. Um, and I, I just want to touch on a point that one of your callers just raised, which is the, the issue of, you know, people policing each other. Um, you know, really, we don't want people doing that. We, we don't want people, uh, because there, there are reasons people can't wear face coverings and shouldn't wear face coverings, and, and we don't want customers getting into disputes about that. Um, you know, we want people to respect everyone. We want people who are able to wear masks to respect their fellow riders by wearing a face covering, and if they're not, if people aren't wearing a face covering, please respect that they may have a reason that they're not wearing one. Uh, so we really need that to, to, to get home, too. I, I would just quickly add, Libby, that what we're hearing is consumer confidence will be slow to return for some folks. Not everyone's rushing out to get back on the TTC. What we can't do is reduce service levels anymore because that actually leads to more crowding when you're running fewer buses and trains. So this really does um, illustrate the funding gap. Uh, long-standing from both the province and the federal government. We rely extraordinarily on the fare box at the TTC, and it's certainly, it wasn't sustainable before, and it's even more of a challenge now as we hemorrhage money each week. So we do need the province and the federal government to fulfill their commitment, step up, and, and help us maintain service levels on the TTC. Okay, well, uh, good luck with ramping up. That's all the time we have on this one. Thank you so much, Sheila Pisey allen Brad Bradford, and Stuart Green. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.